Now, I haven't done a lot of marketing for this show. I don't know why, because I have my social channels, and you probably... I do have a pin tweet. That's that's not true. If you go to my Twitter, at Magoogs, you do see a pin tweet for the show. I don't really do a per-episode tweet promoting an episode drop. I don't know. I haven't really seen other shows do that, so that's why I personally don't do it. But if there's interest from you listening audience for a Patreon or other th- kind of stuff for no idea what you'd want extra, but throwing it out there. But what I was going to say here in this intro is if you want to review this show on your podcast catcher of choice, I guess that helps the show. That uh, bumps it up in ratings. You know how they always say, hey, like and rate us on iTunes. Well, iTunes, I guess, is not a thing anymore. So whatever it is you listen to this on, if there is a review button, um, yeah, review if you want. That'd be cool. I don't know. No pressure. Let's keep going here. Episode 18. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Okay, let's talk about the badass seed. Badass seed. So we start off with where there's going to be a play at the school. Auditions for the play. I'm assuming later on the season we're going to see the full production. I'm sure chaos will ensue. Hannah tells the group, basically as they're prepping for these auditions, that A knows Caleb is staying in her basement. We also see Mona's auditioning. She does a little some Mona comments. Mona, let me just say this up top here. Mona is in the background a lot through this episode. So if my theory that A is Mona or Mona's in the A group, she is overhearing and she she hears a lot that's going on. So they're not really aware of her. I, Eagle Eye Viewer, am. So just uh, just to keep that in mind. Fitz is running the auditions and is the director. Can't see any possible issues with that. He's wearing the tie that Arya gave him. Okay. So Arya is not trying out. I guess Emily's just there to hang out. I don't know if she auditioned, but for sure, Hannah is trying out as well as Spencer. And there's a little talk here with Arya and Fitz, which comes up throughout this episode. I feel like we're pits and valleys with this. uh, Arya and the group talk about how she and Mr. Fitz can't be seen in public. And again, throughout this episode, this argument comes back around again, which we've dealt with a few times this uh, season. The real reality of the impermanence of Arya and Mr. Fitz. You know, she's in high school. She's going to go away soon. He's not always going to be her teacher. So there's this awareness that this is not permanent. This isn't a permanent a love affair. I guess we're setting up for a pretty amazing episode later this season. Maybe this is the season finale. Maybe last time I was talking about what, how are they going to end the season. Maybe here's the setup. Jenna comes in and says, hey, I want to compose some special music for the play with my flute. Wow. And Jenna says the theme is inspiring. She's fascinated by the nature of evil. Now we know Jenna is actually scared of Allison and the four liars. But obviously, we're supposed to be like, oh, no. Cut to Spencer's home. She hears baby noises. She goes downstairs. There's a cradle downstairs. Looks like there might be a baby in there. And then someone grabs her from behind. Boom. It's a dream. But there's some book on her bed that maybe she was reading. I didn't catch the title. Not sure if it means anything. But I think looking at too many details uh, winds me up in the wrong direction. So I did not rewind. But in reality... But in reality, Spencer goes downstairs in the morning. Ian's taping up boxes. Well, he's unwrapping and wrapping boxes. He says, did I wake you up? And she says, sort of. Neither of them really care. And he's actually making room for the baby. So he's getting rid of junk as well as packing things up, I guess. (laughs) He says, uh, unintentionally funny. He says to Spencer, as she's in the kitchen area and he's in the front room, hey, can you hold this flap down? She's like, no. 
And then he gets a little mad. He's like, you flinch every time I say anything towards you. And then he says, I heard what you said to Melissa about Allison. And Spencer kind of pushes him as she does. He denies it flat out. In fact, he is claiming to Spencer in this episode, what a fucking claim, that it was actually Allison pursuing him. He called her a psycho stalker. Their relationship was summed up in two words, get lost. So he is telling Spencer that Allison was pursuing the relationship with him, not the other way around. And she says something like, well, too bad she can't be around to talk about it. And he says the crappy thing that Melissa said a long time ago, like, well, I'm not surprised someone did this to Allison because she does these certain things. So it's interesting that he and Melissa are kind of on the same page as far as that goes. Regardless, still a shitty thing to say. Cut to Hannah. Apparently, Caleb's been slurping up the groceries. Milk's gone. Butter's gone. Out of sugar. And then Hannah says, um, oh yeah, he stayed for dinner. We made mac and cheese. Ashley's not a fan. And then Hannah just asks her mom, hey, can Caleb stay here? This is what she said earlier, which I didn't say in the uh, audition room. So basically, she's just going to ask her mom directly, can Caleb stay here? Ashley doesn't say no, but she says no. Apparently, the Potter nephew, Mr. Leland, is still circling. So there's still some danger here. Cue the laugh track. Mom leaves. Hannah opens the basement door. Caleb comes out, comes up. He's like, I'll put some groceries on the porch. And then as Caleb does multiple times this episode, he says, you know what, I'm just going to take off. It's getting a little hot here, so I'm going to get out of here. If this were a Disney Channel show, that whole scene with different music track and a laugh track would play perfectly. It was it was tr- straight out of a sitcom. It happens more than once with, <laughs> with this trio of this episode. Very sitcom-y. Cut to Ezra's. Arya shows up before class, before school starts. She stole someone's paper, so there we go. Ezra quickly shuts his door, and... Ezra's like, maybe I shouldn't go with your dad. And and Arya's like, no, 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 don't dodge my dad. Just go talk to him. And she denies telling her friends about them. And she literally did that two scenes ago, whatever that was. Ezra tells her that Hannah and Spencer are cast. And so Arya's like, hey, well, how about a stage man? We get to see each other. We can be in public together. And he says it's a bad idea. Still, he says yes. Cut to Hannah's house again. Caleb's in the shower. Here's our sitcom scene number two. Hannah goes, hey, can I pop in there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in the shower. Hannah goes into the bathroom to get something. Of course, Ashley comes home. Whoops. She goes, hey, did I leave my phone in the bathroom? So Hannah goes, oh, boy, I better run into the shower. So she hops in the shower with naked Caleb. Mom walks in, finds the phone, and Hannah says, I can't talk to you, Mom. I have shampoo in my mouth. And then Ashley leaves. Then there's a little look between uh, naked Caleb and Hannah. Caleb turns around, and she looks at his butt. And then he turns back around, and they both bite lips. So there you go. Cut back to school. Apparently, uh, the person who plays Paige was off this week because we get Paige calling Emily, but Emily is not returning the call. So I think we all know what's going on there. Paige probably has uh, either feelings or, yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. Oh, yeah, so Emily talks to Spencer about the Braille. Emily does a little bit of lying about Paige, by the way. But yeah, a little update on the Braille. And Spencer says, well, I'm going to drop off this French book. And Emily says, hey, can I drop off the book instead to Toby? I need to talk to him. And then they catch Ian and Jenna chatting. And then they see Ian give Jenna a bag of something. And they're both super curious. Cut to rehearsal. We're here a lot this week. Had visions of Glee here. So they're in the rehearsal room. And then instead of chalkboard check, we have a rehearsal thematic theme check. Are people born evil or do they learn it? And then I guess somehow Hannah and Mona are chanting. Mona basically knows all about Caleb in the shower. I think Mona knows pretty much everything. So Mona is probably 
when they when they find out Mona's A, I'm going to be feel very vindicated, but I'm also going to want to be like, why did you tell Mona everything? Mona knows Mona knows so much. Anyway, Ezra drops some papers, and for some reasons, it's super awkward with Ari and him picking it up. Now, I think because half the room knows that the two of them are smooching in his apartment. Maybe that's why, but it's very awkward. Mona asks for a drink order. Again, not the first time she does it this week. Arya's like, no, I'm going to hand out the schedules. And then here's a weird, weird, weird weird sequence of events so aria says no i won't get you something from the vendi mona gets up okay mona gets up and she goes on her phone okay ian walks into the room why no one has any idea but he walks in very weird he's like this isn't the uh the uh blah 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 association and then he leaves and then they have a chat about ian the four liars so while rehearsal is going on the four of them have a talk Flashback part one, they talk about how when they first saw Ian or uh, they went to a frat party where Ian was apparently already in college. Allie gives them fake IDs and they go into this party and Ian is there. They say amongst each other, this is Melissa's new boyfriend. Hannah mistakes her ID for 26 when she's really only 21 on the ID. Ian is talking to some young woman. The two of them go upstairs and Allie says, I'm here to hook up. And then she kind of pieces out. Cut back to real world. If you look carefully, if you rewatch this episode... A blurred version of Mona is in the background. She's overhearing all of this. And then we cut to, uh, well, we're still in the rehearsal room, but then we talk about, back to theme, the janitor knows someone's not a liar. I just made a note of that in case there's a janitor character who we meet soon. Uh, I guess they're trustworthy, I don't know. And then Arya says something weird about Shakespeare. I forget why it's weird, but everyone's like, cut to Toby. Emily drops off the book. Toby is once again working on his bike. It's kind of back to his roots. Toby says he should be the one on Emily's porch because he feels, I guess he feels he owes her an apology that he, maybe he should have trusted her. That awkward conversation they had was, you know, he says, you didn't trust me, so I don't trust you kind of thing. So I think he's saying, you know, I should have believed you when you said you didn't rat me out. Emily asks to hang out as friends. He does say, what about Maya? And she doesn't answer that, by the way. But they agreed to go to breakfast tomorrow. Cut to school. Ezra and Byron. They're getting ready for their uh, getting ready for their hang time. And Byron is impressed. Although Byron, boy, I've seen a side of Byron these last few episodes. I did not think he had in him. Very, hmm. What is his style? He's very conniving. You can tell what Byron's trying to do here. He's trying to literally get Ezra to leave the school. Like, dude, what the fuck? We cut to Hannah's house. Uh, she's working on her lines. And Caleb asks, hey, do you need help with anything? She's like, nope. Do you need help making a sandwich? Nope. So she kind of ices him out. And he's like, what? what's going on? I, you know, you saw, me in, you saw me in the shower this morning and now everything's weird. And she's like, bye, bye, bye. Cut to the bar uh, where Ezra and Byron are having their beer. And Byron continues his little insidious little thing here. He's like, bah, pfft. you know, I guess you're just uh, don't don't be scared to chase your dreams, man. You know? Don't be a high school English teacher your whole life. Hey, do it anywhere but here and away from my wife. Well, he doesn't say that part, but that's what he's doing. He even throws in there, Ari's looking at California colleges, which is what really gets under Ezra's skin. Oh yeah, cut to Spencer's house. Toby shows up at Spencer's for some reason. Spencer says, hey, look, we saw Ian give a bag to Jenna. Toby says he and Jenna are not speaking to each other. And Spencer says, look, of all the ways that we can solve this, let's just get her phone. Let's just steal her phone. We have somebody, wink, wink, that can hack it. And something about 214. They're like, we don't know what 214 is. We think it's in the phone. Oh, boy. All right. But she does convince Toby to steal the phone. Cut to Toby's in the morning. Uh, Toby. <laughs> so funny to me. Emily shows up for their breakfast uh, friend date. And Jenna's outside cleaning her flute. 
Toby's not here. And Jenna says, uh, boy, it sure sucks to be number two or something like that. And then <laughs> she starts just playing her flute, playing her flute. So yeah, Toby and Spencer are having breakfast, which as we know is the big heist that they're doing. Cut back to Spencer's house. Toby has the phone and they're going to have Caleb hack it. And then Spencer's like, why did Allison blame you for all this? And Toby says he never looked in the window. He never was peeping Tom. Allison had something on him. He has, she had something on everybody, but he didn't. He wasn't looking in on the window, so he doesn't know why Allison did this. And he says something pretty profound that I think is a theme of especially my recent podcast. But he does. He says, "I never made any sense this whole Allison stuff." So true. So true. And then they hold hands. Everybody, I think there's romance brewing here. I truly do. Cut two rehearsal part two. We have Arya taping the floor, and you know she's trying too hard. Right, she's really trying too hard. She's trying to impress, I guess, Ezra, but yeah, it's it's they're not they're not going to do that today. Anyway, she asks, "How was the beer?" And then they go into another argument, thinking about the future. You know, he says, oh, "Your dad's going to help me look at a job at possibly Haas College." Haas House House Hoos. A little bit of an argument starts. Mona enters again. Mona very up on what's happening. Mona asks for a yet another refreshment. Arya's like, "Nope." And then Caleb shows up outside. So. uh... Hannah ducks out. We cut to the hallway where uh, Spencer, I think Spencer and Hannah are both there. And they basically give him the phone. He's like, what is this from the year 2020? Very funny. And he said, stealing a blind person's phone is pretty sick. And they're like, yeah, so what? Mona really, (laughs) Mona has a line. Uh, We cut back to the rehearsal room where she says something about when you work out the kinks of this, uh, of this arrangement, because there's some confusion about the schedule, right? And she, when she says the word kinks, she looks right at Ezra. I don't know if that was an actor choice, but it was, very funny. Mona's pretty pretty great. Even if she turns out to be A, I, I really she really elevates all the scenes that she's in. Arya calls five, which I guess she she has the power to do. And then they have a full blown argument. You know, fine. You get a, let's get a new stage manager. Clearly, I'm not cut off for this, but no future. And there's a big discussion about, you know, what does college mean, and uh, what does their relationship mean when Arya grows out of it. That's kind of what Ezra's saying. And he says you can't go to college and pack up your high school English teacher. So I wrote, I wrote in my notes just a little hill and valley, hill and valley. This is, this is the same song and dance that they do every time. The reality of the lack of staying power that they have as a couple. I think we all know it on the outside, and they're struggling with it on the inside, but we have a sort of resolu- resolution later. But Cut to outside. The three liars are having a chat, and Emily spots Ian in the hallway. We have our flashback number two. And the woman that we saw Ian going upstairs with in the frat party is now at the bottom of a staircase. And Ian is at the top of the staircase. And the three of them are like, wait, wait, what if she didn't fall? What if Ian did something? And then Ian walks by doing a little baseball trick. Like he's like doing like a hand over palm thing. I don't know. Back to rehearsal. Caleb returns pretty quickly, I guess. He says, I can't crack this thing. It's too tough. So he failed. And he knew it was Jenna's. And then Hannah and Caleb talk again about their shower scene. And Hannah's awkward. Go back inside. And there's more theme rising to the surface. Are people born bad? And then I was keeping an eye on Hannah in the background. So I missed Mona's answer. But she puts the bag with the phone in one of the prop boxes. And we lose track of this phone from this point on, by the way. Flashback part three. They get So this pings another memory for somebody the police are questioning everybody after the incident. Allison just kind of shows up. Like, she wasn't there for the majority of the night, and then she, like, shows up outside. And they're like, where were you, Allison? She's like, eh, I wasn't here. What, 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 what? And then she approaches, like, Allison goes up to a cop, 
And she gets the cop to give them the five of them a ride back to town. In her quote, the bolder the move, the less people question it, which comes back later. And as Allison is getting into the car, she and Ian share a glance. <laughs> so rehearsal's over. They open the prop box and inside is a trophy. Okay, there's a trophy that says Ian Thomas Hilton Head, August 2009, first place, and there's dried blood on it. Well, what they think is dried blood. Where's the phone? I wrote in my notes, where's the phone? We have lost, completely lost track of the phone. And for some reason, the four of them jumped into the conclusion that this was used to kill Allison. You know, Spencer says this is where they, this is when they were both at Hilton Head. And she says, we're going to the police right now. We're not going to waste any time. We did this whole laptop nonsense. So they go right to the police station. They say they have evidence. So it's, it's, at, it's at the police station. At the, as they all leave, they're like, oh, let's all stay at Emily's. And I was like, nope, actually, you should need to go home because I have a person hiding in my basement. But even here, I was like, I'm not convinced this is the weapon that killed Allison. I don't know. I think someone even says it. Like, we didn't see that in the shot. I, yeah, I don't know why they jumped to the conclusion. But the music and the dialogue is like, we can breathe. We've solved the case. Um, but yeah, Hannah still hasn't told mom about Caleb. So that's why she has to go home. And the three of them are like, okay, let's go. Ari's like, we have one stop along the way. And then Spencer and Emily are talking. And Emily's like, you should you should tell Toby that we found the murder weapon. Apparently, the one stop on the way home is Ezra's apartment. Again, not great. A knows exactly all that's going on. As a result of this alone, Ari has this big, long speech about the future. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's live in the here and now. And then they smooch. Then we have a twofer, the very next scene. Hannah's at home. Caleb looks like he's going to be taken off. You hit the road like Bruce Banner. And... Basically, he's like, why have you been weird since the whole shower thing? Do you feel like you need to throw down now that you've seen my stuff? And he's like, no pressure. You don't have to. And she's like, what if I want to? And he's like, I'm cool with that, too. And then they smooch, a back-to-back smooch. So Caleb and Hannah have a big smooch. We had a full, like, 360 camera around them, too. It was a big deal. Next day at school, cops show up. And everyone's like, yay, uh, show's over. Like, we figured it out. Uh, we wrapped this the whole thing up in 18 episodes. So I don't know what we're going to do for the next six seasons, but uh, we're done. Actually, no. Who the fuck is this guy? Right? Another detective? Where's Cooper? I don't know, but uh, she's not here. This guy's like, Spencer Hastings, is is that you? Are you working working together, or is it uh, just you by yourself, Spencer? (laughs) Why does he do this all at school? I don't know, but he's like, first of all, uh, it's not human blood, it's rat blood. And second of all, it's a fake trophy. There was no event that month and year at uh, Hilton Head. Y'all coming down to the station. So they're all taken outside. So they're in front of the school. Everyone can see them. A texts the four of them. Haven't done this since, haven't done this in a while. The text says, rat me out. Your blood's next, A. And then they say out loud, hey, wait a minute. Where was Allison that night? Maybe Allie did this. Maybe Ian was right. Maybe Allie literally takes out her competition maybe she hurt jenna on purpose with the firecracker maybe jenna was in the way as we've said before and then <laughs> for some reason this, this had a lot of, this reminded me a lot of the pilot i wonder if the same writer wrote this since the pilot but ian is standing not that far away maybe 10 15 feet just staring at the four of them uh just, just staring smugly and then we probably have the weirdest button i think i've ever seen in this show it's not spooky it doesn't make any sense at all there's cages rat rats in cages one has a label on it says aria another says hannah another says emily and the last one is empty that has spencer's name on it the only connection is the rat blood but who who in the hell is this what does it even mean no clue absolutely no clue so where are where are we well i don't know what a wants i don't know what a is doing i used to think it was just for random pranking but 
Clearly there's something bigger going on. There's something significant here with Ian, and I, I have not figured out what it is, but the speed in which Ian has married Melissa and gotten her pregnant, got a job at the school as a coach. Like, he's trying to make his life super legit, right? He's trying to probably prep himself for a trial. In conjunction with Allison and the intertangling that the two of them had, and the clearing of Toby, clearly this this the crux of this is some somewhere around this. So not I don't think... Anyone else is off the hook? I do think Mona, Noel Khan, all those folks are still in this A group. There's something very specific here about Ian that I think we're going to get resolution with sooner rather than later. And I also predict the play will quite literally be explosive. And beyond that, these these button scenes last few episodes have really... I have no clue. No clue what's going on. They're less to do with what's been happening than before, so... And those don't seem to get any clarity. Like, we still... I just don't know who has the photos of, uh, you know, Emily and Maya. I mean, we don't get any closure on these button scenes, so they're kind of, I hate to be mean, but they're a little pointless right now. Until I see a point to where they mean something, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I've said enough for now. Again, this is Chris McGowan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Magoogs, occasionally streaming on Twitch and Mac to the Gow. I should start a Discord or something, right? Or some way to talk with people. I should do that. If people are interested in that, let me know. Streamers are all about discords, that's why I was going to do discord, but uh, yeah. Okay, I've said enough.